Well, hello, all you fiery foxes out there. Welcome to another episode of A Little Greener, a podcast all about conservation, nature, and sustainability, not necessarily in that order. I'm one of your hosts, Casey, and I'm joined by the amazing Sarah. Sarah, how you doing? Thanks, Casey. I'm doing all right. I, it's been kind of a long week, but I'm almost to my weekend, quote unquote. So yeah, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a busy week. Didn't get a whole lot of nature time in and nothing as cool as the armadillo sighting that I had last week. But occasionally at work, I get to be out and about outside uh, driving around going different places. I did see a flock of turkeys this week. What? Wild turkeys. So that was fun. And hawks a couple of times, which I always love seeing the birds of prey. So can you tell me a little bit about the turkeys? Like where how many were there? Oh gosh, there like- there were maybe like 10 of them. Oh there wow. was a bunch of them. Yeah, it was it was a lot. That's actually probably more than I've ever seen. So yeah, I've seen them occasionally down here in in Florida over the years, but yeah, this was a a big group of them. And I, I mean, I guess they were just looking for food all together. I don't know what turkeys eat, but they were, they were just congregating and they were there for like 20 minutes or so, because we kind of drove back and forth and then we saw them we, so we saw them in the same place and then they kind of all just started meandering away all together, the whole flock. It was like two days after Thanksgiving that I saw them. So appropriate. It's like a victory day for them. They're know, like, yeah, we made it. Year. Here we are. <laughs> Let's celebrate. The turkeys <laughs> now rise again. Yes. <laughs> so that was fun. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. We just started our light show at my, uh, oh, my family's fun. store. Yes. And like, it really did strike me in the Christmas spirit. I was genuinely excited to see every person who came by. I was just so, uh, ready. I don't, I'm not normally like super, super into Christmas. I like Christmas and the holiday season. Sarah's like way into Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. You're, and, and my sister whose birthday is on Christmas is very into Christmas but I was like, I was ready. I was like, yeah, let's get to the spirit. Let's get some trees. So, but I did have a cool nature moment. I actually had two this weekend. Oh yes. So the first one, so my dad's property is about three acres total. And there is a strip of woods and the woods kind of go up onto a hill. So this time of year with all of the foliage gone, because it's fall, basically you can see the entirety of the woods up on the hill and there's a housing development behind it. And That means that anything that's happening within the woods almost looks like it's happening within a diorama. Like the, Uh at the bottom of the hill is a pond. So it's like really clear right across and then up the hill, you can see things. And so Ginger and I were out for a walk and we saw a Fox chasing a rabbit. It's like and a nature was, documentary in your backyard. It was, it was. The, the, the rabbit's like sprinting probably 20 feet ahead of the fox and the fox is like bounding and is that beautiful bright orange uh-huh. color and looks amazing in the fall. And the rabbit ended up going up the hill into the housing development and the fox decided not to follow it okay. there because, you know, the basically edge of the habitat foxes yeah. are less prone to, to leave that cover. And so that was really cool. I was very happy Ginger was on a leash because otherwise either she would have <laughs> also been after after the rabbit or trying to make a fox friend and yeah. neither are good <laughs> options for her. 
Wow. So that was really cool. Yeah. And literally that day, Andrew had another one with like, he saw a buck in rut who was like mm. stomping around and snorting. And then today we saw a kingfisher oh, cool. over the pond, which I've never seen before. And it was making all sorts of like cackling noises uh-huh. and flying really low over the water. And man, it's just been a cornucopia of nature experiences this Look last two that. weeks. I love yeah. it. That's bringing me joy. Yeah. Get, getting that fall, winter wildlife viewing. How, how cold is it where you're at right now? Uh, it feels really cold. It's like a high of 44 during the day, which means that most of the time it's more like 38 or something like that. Yeah. And there's definitely that winter chill is setting in when the wind is kind of whipping around every once in a while. So it's cold for sure. It's still clear. The The leaves are piling up nicely. So there's a good little cover for those animals, what they do in the winter time from a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. How about in Florida? Am I going to be jealous? Our, I mean, our lows get into the forties overnight or they okay. have the past couple of days anyway. Uh, but we've still, I mean, I think we still hit 70 degrees today. So sounds lovely. Yeah. It's, it's been beautiful. And to, for at least so far, if it doesn't make it into the seventies, that's a chilly day right now. Right. So it's still a little bit unusual for it to not hit the seventies. So I'm loving it. It does make <laughs> it a little bit harder to feel that Christmassy vibe though. Sure. Yeah. And I, all my stuff is in storage. I don't have any of my Christmas decorations or anything like that. So I can't put any of that up and I haven't been able to go out and about and do any sort of festive things yet to this season. So I'm, I'm not, not in the Christmassy spirit because I just always am. And I've already been listening to music for months and watching Christmas movies and all of that, but it is a little bit harder down here. I will say with the weather, but we are going to be talking about the holiday season on this episode. We might have future episodes that cover other things as well, but we're going to get, get started with one tonight. We're going to be talking a lot about gifts. So Casey, my question for you this week, and this, you do not have to go with the Christmas gift, just any gift in general. What is the best or most memorable gift that you've received? And this does not have to be anything like amazing or moving or anything, just something that you recall that you really enjoy a really good gift that you've received. I I find uh, this question so daunting because I feel like anyone who knows me listening is going to be slightly insulted if I don't choose something that they they picked. Um, but something that just sprung to mind because you you like kind of mentioned is, it's not yes. favorite. It's just it's a just, really memorable. Well, y- yes. Well, you you start on the outline. It says best, and it's just so true. okay. But uh, <laughs> but okay. So this actually sort of fits within the theme of our episode today. But a couple years ago, my dad gifted me all his records that I listened to when I was a kid on our record player. Cause he gave me a record player a couple years before, but he gave me like, we, a lot of kids, I think my age probably grew up listening to like eighties music mm-hmm. or like, you know, or early eighties music. Cause that's what their parents listened to. My dad was like hardcore sixties and seventies music. And so like, I, that's what I got was a lot of Beatles albums. I think no, we had the monkeys on CD, um, Greece for some reason we had, <laughs> I got that one. And so that was a really cool 
uh, it was a re-gift, but it was a basically a gift of memories that I got to then play. And there's nothing really like listening to something on the vinyl record yeah. where you can hear all of that, that just that little shh that the yeah. vinyl makes is just reminds me of being a kid. That's so, so that's, cool. That's, I think when you said memorable, yeah, that's sort of what I think of as like the memories involved with it. I love it. That's really cool. And much more sort of heartfelt and poignant than mine is. <laughs> uh, but I, listen, well-established that I can't remember things. So I've received so many wonderful gifts throughout the course of my life and even just big things that I'm incredibly privileged. Like, you know, I, we've talked about my car. My first car was a gift from my parents and things like that. So I've received a lot of gifts, but I do have one gift that for whatever reason, I just very strongly remember getting. And it was a really fun memory as well. This was my sweet 16, my 16th birthday. And I got Backstreet Boys concert tickets. <laughs> it was fantastic. I remember actually receiving the gift, which is the part that I usually forget. I'm like, when when did I get this? What happened? Was right. this Christmas birthday? So this was not a Christmas gift. This was a birthday present. But uh, we were at Pizza Hut, which is the thing that doesn't happen anymore. But we went to Pizza yes. Hut and we were sitting Stuffed in a booth. Crust and pizza. They, yeah. And then they gave me an envelope with the tickets. And I think I remember it because I pulled the tickets out the wrong way. So I was looking at the back and it took me a second to figure out what it was. So I felt stupid and that's probably why I remember it so well uh, but then I turned him over and it was really uh, exciting it must have been we must have done that though before my actual birthday because the concert was on my birthday oh cool in Indianapolis and so I got to go you know out of town to go to this concert and we, my parents didn't go. So I was with a friend. There was another adult who was sitting in another section. So we were kind of by ourselves and it was just a super fun experience for me at that age to be able to do something like that. And obviously it's, it's stuck with me in my memory, both the receiving of that gift and the actual concert itself. So gifts can be a lot of fun gifts can be wasteful too. And so that's what we're going to talk about this week. So stick around for a look at how we can be a little greener with our gifting. Welcome back, everyone, and happy holidays. So okay, we've been talking about Christmas. Casey and I both celebrate Christmas, but obviously there are lots of wonderful holidays celebrated around this time of year. So whatever you celebrate, hope you're enjoying it so far. As we've already said, this is absolutely my favorite time of the year. Winter season aside, I love the holidays. It's just, it brings me a whole lot of joy. But if you look at this time of year in terms of sustainability, it can be a little bit rough. Numbers, like specific numbers are hard to find, but doing, just doing a little kind of general searching, it is estimated at least for Americans. So here in the United States, 
that we produce about 25% more trash during the time from Thanksgiving to New Year's compared to any other period throughout the year. I did see somewhere uh, at least one article say that this is about the same actually worldwide as well. So just okay. generally speaking, we all produce a lot more trash during so this much. time of year. It's so much. Uh, and then there was a, a recent survey that I found. So this is obviously nothing super scientific, but a survey of about 2000 Americans estimated themselves that they increased trash production by about 43% during the holidays, which is a lot. But if you think about it, just anecdotally, how many times, especially right after Christmas, you're driving down the street and you see people's trash cans overflowing or they have extra bags stacked outside. So we do definitely produce a lot more waste. Sources of that trash include a lot of things related to holiday gifts. So again, this is just self-assessing, not anything super scientific, but people say the biggest source of their trash during this time of year, about 58% say they're that wrapping paper, 57% gift bags, 53% tissue paper, and then we've got food waste thrown in there. We've talked about that before. And then plastic or boxes and containers left behind from presents are all sources of waste that people self-assess that they produce during the holidays. So that's a lot. Another interesting thing, though, that this survey asked about and put out there was that about half of the people surveyed, about 54%, said that feeling wasteful during the holidays makes them feel less excited. And 56% said that they need to choose between being sustainable and enjoying the holiday season. That makes me really sad. That, that makes me sad too. It reminds me, I think it was last year during like, you know, we were already in COVID-19 land. Um, one of the sustainability accounts that I followed put out something along these lines, but like was basically your Christmas cards have this much, yeah. you know, impact. And I was like, I can't even go home for the holidays right now. Like sh I feel like shaming someone from that angle during a time where we like, aren't even supposed to be visiting each other seems a little challenging. Like, I, I feel like as if you're not already receptive to this, that line of thinking of sustainability, that this can be definitely a way that people who are trying to educate other people on sustainability can kind of turn off their audience yeah. by kind of pitting the holiday cheer and traditions against the environment. And so I think like throughout this episode, I think it's important to think about this as ways that we can kind of alter our traditions, but keep it within the, the framework that still gives that holiday spirit yes. so that we can still kind of operate within our, our own moral compass of, of trying to help our planet during this time that's at this point kind of built around consumption like our our holidays have really been co-opted to to be a time of of buying and and comparing gifts with with each other and other people um setting standards for ourselves of how much we should be giving and how it should be presented and taking that instagram worthy photo that i feel like ends up playing into this whole detriment to the environment and doesn't necessarily have to do with 
the actual cheer element. So I hope that the, the things that we're talking about today, I've already taken a look at the outline. Sarah's got some really great stuff on here that it doesn't take away from your holiday cheer, but it does help make your holiday cheer feel more in line with the rest of how you operate on the, the rest of the year. Yeah. Well said. I remember you talking about that account before as well with the Christmas cards. So to me, you can absolutely do both. You can celebrate this season. You can give and receive gifts. You can, because I do think that that is something that brings people joy. We're not the Grinch. We're not here to, to take away your, your celebrations. I don't, and I don't (laughs) feel that you should have to overthrow your entire holiday routine, all of your traditions in order to be more sustainable. But we are going to talk about some things today that hopefully you can work in to your routine and find ways to sort of slowly change step by step over time to have those holiday celebrations and traditions in a more eco-friendly manner. So we have a few different kind of categories that we're going to go through here about how we can be more sustainable. Again, there's lots of other things that go along with the holidays that we and can we're talk, gonna about. talk about. Them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but tonight we are just focusing on that aspect of giving gifts. So if you were to do just a Google search of eco-friendly gifts, there is going to be a ton of resources out there that you can look at, different lists and things like that, different blogs, and they they have some good ideas, but what I was finding when I was looking at a lot of them is they still revolve a lot around stuff. So they're finding these eco-friendly gifts. So things like clothes made out of plastic, recycled plastic bottles or reusable bags and that sort of thing. Not to knock those things, they have their place. We can talk about that in a little bit. But as we've talked about before on this podcast, all of those things still have a cost. It's still stuff. It's still that sort of consumerism culture. So before you even get to that, to those eco-friendly items, one of the things that we can think about when it comes to gifting is very simply just to give less stuff. And that doesn't mean that you don't have to give or that you aren't able to give people gifts, but thinking about gifts that we can give that are maybe experiences rather than things. So some examples, this was mine, right? This was one of my most memorable gifts that I've received were concert tickets. Now, I understand there's there's still indirect waste, a lot of indirect waste produced by these events as well, but still that idea of giving an experience, whether it's a concert, maybe it's a class that you're going to give to somebody, uh, maybe some type of membership. So if you have a local zoo or a nearby museum, or if your state has a like a parks pass type of system, those types of things you can think about. Bonus to those last few that I mentioned that can help (laughs) kind of increase a a person's connection to uh, animals, nature, the environment as well. 
So just a few thoughts about experiences. Casey, have you ever gifted an experience or received an experience as a gift? Yeah, definitely concerts. My sister would consistently give me concerts for my birthday um, several years in a row. And I saw some of the coolest concerts that way. Um, my friends, Carlos and Abby have given me Bastille tickets before, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I am someone already, like I never liked having junk like accumulating Mm -hmm. junk. I got to a point once I got past being a kid and like having an emotional attachment to every toy that came across, you know, my lap. And now it had a name and it had to stay in my house forever. Once I became a teenager, I started to get to the point where I was like, ah, I really don't want all this stuff accumulating around me. Chances are even people who know me really well, aren't necessarily always going to pick something that I want to keep in my house forever. And so this was a really good way. Once I put that out there that I was like, I don't really like stuff (laughs) that my sister was like, all right, we're going to go to some cool concerts. And so that's some of the, the coolest things, the coolest concerts that I've done her and she would get tickets for her and for me. Well, she'd get me two tickets, but I would always bring her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I also got to then build a memory with my sister. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And you know, the nice thing about this is you can still have a physical whatever if you want to give them a little something that has that ticket in it or a picture of what you're going to do or whatever if you really love that actual having a physical thing to give them you can still do that in a much smaller way but then yeah you and or they are going to have that memory I I think that giving experiences is is fantastic if you've got somebody in your life that you know well enough to be able to pick something that you know that they're going to like and use. So I think that's a a good way to avoid giving stuff. It's not the only thing that you can do. We think about this, or at least I think about this maybe more, this next one as something that you would do like when you were little and didn't have the money to buy things, but you, right. You know, you'd have the coupon for uh, like giving your time or giving a service. So you would, you know, give your mom a coupon that says you would clean the floors or whatever, you know, for two weeks, I will sweep and mop the kitchen floor, something like that. But this is actually something that we could do as adults and probably a lot of us would actually really appreciate it. So if you have a skill, if you are uh, good at household repairs, or you have time to give to you know, somebody that, you know, needs a little bit of help on chores. I would have loved it if somebody was like, Hey, Merry Christmas. I'm going to mow your lawn. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess my lawn doesn't need mowed. I'm going to shovel your driveway for you. How about that? During the winter, things like that are another way that you can cut down on the stuff that you're giving and do something that's going to be really appreciated. Yes. I think anytime, like you can take something off somebody's plate, (laughs) that they have to deal with. Or, uh, I remember when I was a kid, we would sometimes like give my mom a coupon for us to rub her shoulders. And now as an adult, um, we talk about giving her things like, Oh, she's talked about wanting to learn how to get her makeup done. Maybe we send her to the little spa area and she can learn how to do that or get a professional massage or something like that, where it's a little bit of that self-care, but not necessarily like, here's a bunch of shampoo or whatever that you'll accumulate over time. It's a, it's also an experience or a, a way to, to make sure that 
you know, that, that person has something for them that impacts their daily life as well. Yeah. Now there's also money depending on who you're gifting for. And again, this can still indirectly lead to more stuff. The idea behind this is that even if that person that you're gifting this to, and this could be, you know, probably you're not giving money to your friends, but you might give or get money to family members, or you might give a gift card or something like that to a friend. This would still lead to more stuff, but stuff that is less likely to be wasted. So a lot of times people will get gifts or receive gifts that they maybe don't really want. So this would cut down on uh, that uh, part of the waste. And you could also, in addition to a a cash or a gift card, you could make an honorary donation. And this is actually something that I do for my parents who don't tell me what they want and they make more money than I do. And I'm like, I don't know what to get you. So I will do that for them. And you can do it for somebody that you know well enough that you can pick something that means something to them, right? So you can pick a charity or an organization that's something that's going to be personal to them and make a donation to in their name. And that is going to cut down on the stuff and do a little bit of good in the world as well. So a few ideas there. You can also think about electronic gifts in this day and age. I am a big reader, so there are some good audiobook websites out there. Libro FM helps to support independent booksellers as well. So I, for a while, couldn't handle audiobooks, but now I love audiobooks. So mom, dad, if you're listening, I'm assuming Libro <laughs> FM has a gift card option somewhere. So, uh, but there's, uh, you know, music downloads and, um, and things like that. People who are more technologically inclined than I am could probably think of some other electronic non, uh, non-physical item gifts that you could give as well. So lots of ways to cut down on the stuff. Casey, you have any more thoughts on, on those or any additional ones? Yeah. So along those lines of like an electronic gift, I have gotten in the past, um, my grandpa would always get me a subscription to national geographic. Mm-hmm. So nowadays like that, Andrew got me one, uh, last year that was an electronic subscription. So if you've ever encountered something that you want to read and you've encountered that paywall, that's one of your options. So, um, you could support independent journalism by, uh, my mom's once got me a subscription to the New York times. So I was able to read all the articles to do research on animals for work basically is what I wanted them for. Um, so if you've got a nerdy friend like me, they might have a publication that they would like access to that you have to pay for. And that's both a great way to help them not have stuff, but also to help support journalism to support research and investigations into whatever their area of interest is. Another option might be some podcasts, for example, not us, but some podcasts have Patreons or like fan clubs and things like that, where you can get access to exclusive content. Um, So I have mentioned before that I love true crime shows. And so like my favorite murder has the fan cult and crime junkie has one is two. And by being a member of that, you get access to all sorts of like merch and extra episodes and cool stuff. And I never want to pay for them, but I kind of want someone to pay for them for me so I can do (laughs) that. 
So if you have a friend who's like super into, for example, true crime, that might be an option for them. It's not necessarily stuff, but it's way for them to have access to more of the stuff that they like. Yeah, that's fantastic. Both really good ideas. So listeners out there, get those creative juices flowing. Think about it a little bit and you'll probably come up with some really cool gifts that you can give that don't actually involve a physical object. So that's what I would say is kind of option number one for you. But for some people, giving that physical something is something that brings you joy. It's really important to you. You like that handoff. You like that trade-off. You like to watch that person's face as they open the item. So uh, I, I do appreciate that. And I think if you are wanting to give somebody a physical gift, there are some options. And this first one is a thing that I think I used to not want to do. And now I just do it all the time. It's my number one go-to ask people what they want. I, Casey, are, are you, do you enjoy buying gifts? Like, do you enjoy giving gifts? Do you give a lot of gifts like in your family or to your friend groups? Yeah. So, uh, our family is definitely a gift giving family and have been privileged enough to get gifts that are not just like, here's sometimes it will be like, here's your new coat or a pair of socks, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes they're like, not just utilitarian items are like, I thought you might like this. So here you go. And that's very much the culture of my family. Andrew's family is not that way. So I'll be like, what are you getting for your Oma? What are you getting for your brother? And he'll be like, or grownups. And we don't do that. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but my family does. So you're going to have to like get into it here. Cause, and, and my sister again, who's born on Christmas mm-hmm. is, I don't want to say aggressively into the holidays, but <laughs> that might be the way to describe her. So she was like harassing Andrew being like, I need your list. I need your list. She'll ask in like September. Yeah. What's your list? Start adding to your list. You're not allowed to buy anything for yourself for the next two months. <laughs> What's on your list. And she's like, hold on. And she's like, just like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel so, like yes. I would enjoy your sister. You, I think you guys would get along really well. (laughs) That's fantastic. I hate buying gifts. I hate it so much because I get really stressed out about getting the person the right thing. thing. And I feel like, I feel like it has to be the perfect thing. And so I just get really stressed out and really frustrated. And then I just don't do it. So I hate gift buying, uh, which is ridiculous because that's not what giving gift is all about, but this is the way that I overcame my anxiety about gift buying is I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to ask you what you want. I'm, you know, I'm going to have you give me some suggestions and that helps us in terms of sustainability because a survey from finder.com estimates that Americans spend about $15.2 billion on unwanted gifts. Now, again, I believe that this was just a a survey to the people. So this isn't a super scientific. These numbers are sort of guesstimates almost by counting how many people said that they received an unwanted gift and approximately how much, you know, what's the average amount that people spend on gifts, I think is where that number came from. But $15.2 billion and 61% of the people that were surveyed said that they received at least one unwanted holiday gift. So we don't want to be spending all of this time and money and effort to be giving people gifts that they 
are not going to use. So start off by asking people what they want. I keep a wish list year round. That's for myself mostly, but my family can use it over the holidays. They can pick off of there and they know that it's something that I actually want. And I keep stuff on there for years too. So they, it's still a surprise when they give me things. So, uh, but it's all stuff that I still want. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. I think that this is, um, we definitely do Christmas lists at my house, but I, I was grinning a little bit one because I have an uncle who is such a romantic is always like gift giving is one of the most inefficient things in our economy because there's all these things that people buy for each other that are unwanted. Um, but it also reminded me of a lot of relatives I have who are notoriously horrible gift givers mm-hmm. and all of the fun memories I have of unwrapping something and being like, Oh, tennis balls, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> things like that, where you're like, uh, okay, well, I don't know why you thought yeah, I wanted that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, this is definitely something I've personally experienced as having unwanted holiday gifts that the people who got us those are long gone. God rest their souls, but they were not very good gift. Givers. <laughs> it happens. Um, so yeah, Christmas lists or holiday lists, gift giving lists, telling people what you want. I make Andrew kind of do that. Cause again, he's bad at it. So I just kind of like, anytime he's like, I really like that. I'll like write it down yeah. somewhere so I can pull it out of the hat later. And he'll be like, Good tip. Oh, you remembered. Yep. That's it. That is on my list as well is that, yeah, just kind of keep tabs. If you're with somebody, if you're out shopping together and they're like, Ooh, I like this and they don't buy it writing it down, make it a note so that you can surprise them with it that later. So something that you know they're going to use. I will say just again, as an adult, you know, I enjoy getting things that are utilitarian, you know, like I love socks. Literally, I was socks. just about to say nothing <laughs> says Merry Christmas like gym socks. Bonus yeah. points. If you know what movie that's from, you can post it to our social media. Nothing says Merry Christmas like gym socks. Uh, I will be shocked if some, mom, you're not allowed. Mom's not allowed <laughs> to answer that one. If anybody else knows what movie that's from, I will be shocked. But I also love socks and I need socks right now. So again, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> but you know, something that's utilitarian like that, household items, cookware, things like that that you, again, if you know somebody well enough to know that those are going to be usable, think about those things. Also, if you're wanting to give stuff, you can think about if you've got somebody who's nature or sustainability inclined on your list, think about giving people gifts that are going to help inspire that connection to nature. So again, think about like state or national park passes, books about nature. You could give somebody uh, a bird feeder or a bird bath if they've got somewhere to use it, giving somebody native plants or seeds that they can create that wildlife habitat in their yard. So you can think about things like that, but also just think about how can you sort of limit the number of physical things that you're giving. So maybe you have a few select people that you know you want to give an item to, but think about who on your list you might be able to do one of, give one of those Uh, maybe experiences instead of a physical item. So just try to try to limit it a little bit. Sarah, I see here that you have a little mention about kids being particularly hard to avoid giving physical items to. I mean, there really is nothing like the ripping of wrapping paper and the, the excitement and joy 
for kids. I now found my, find myself very out of touch with, <laughs> with <laughs> children because I don't have any of my own. And most of the people I know, their kids are like really little. So that in between ages, uh, interesting. I, I think my sustainability tip for kids is probably try not to buy something that's like the hot item right now yes. that, that they're going to age out of or get bored of in two weeks, get something that they can continuously play with or can involve the family. So for example, over Thanksgiving, my family played cornhole. That is a fun game for kids or for adults and can last a really long time. And you can reuse board games, things like that. I have lots of good memories playing trouble when I was a kid or Mm -hmm. card games with my family. And so I feel like games are probably better than, and can be regifted. So like, let's say you don't age out of a game, you can regift that easier than you can something that's maybe been well used and loved for the hot second that it was ripped out of the packaging and then is, is over the technology is outdated or whatever. Yeah. That's a fantastic tip. Yeah. I'll just avoid those kind of fad items. Uh, and, and also that I, just asking is a big one for this for me. Mm-hmm. I do. My nephew is of prime toy age. And so I always just ask my brother, what is he into? What is he asking for? What does he already have? Who's already getting him <laughs> this stuff? So he doesn't at least wind up with three of the same items. So, but yeah, that's a, that's a great tip as well to get things that are going to last a little bit longer. The next one is to give stuff that's used. So if you're wanting to give a gift instead of going out and buying a brand new, you can uh, re-gift in a way. And it, this doesn't have to be re-gift. Casey, you shared a great um, example of giving a used item in, in our opening here. So it may be a, a re-gift like that, but also things, there are thrift stores and things like that out there. The reason that this one popped up for me is I ask for a lot of books and I am 100% fine with somebody going out and buying me a used book from somewhere. They can save a little money. I get the book that I want and uh, it doesn't have to be a a brand new item. So if you've got that option, just throwing that out there, think about that. Don't forget about those thrift stores as options to find some cool gifts. Yeah, definitely. My cousin asked for books one year and we have like a a secret Santa where we have Mm -hmm. a a price limit on it. I was able to get her like 10 books because I got it from a half price bookstop shop instead of trying to purchase something online that, you know, was coming in brand new. So you can also potentially maximize your gift buying potential by doing some, some used books, uh, records. We just talked about even from those kind of stores, CDs, all sorts of cool stuff. Side tip too, you just mentioned Secret Santa that made me think about it. A Secret Santa can be a really fun way to also limit the amount of stuff that you're having to buy. Mm -hmm. If you've got a a group at work or a group of friends, or even people will do this within their family, instead of everybody buying presents for everybody else, you do the Secret Santa gift exchange. And so each person is just buying a gift for one other person. So that cuts down on a lot of stuff. So next one on the list is to give stuff that's sustainable. So again, if you're wanting to give that physical object, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. This is where you can use that internet to your advantage. There are lots of 
uh, eco-friendly gift guides out there that will talk about sustainable items. I guess the one, well, two things that I'll say about it is if you do have an idea about what to give somebody, think about if there's a more sustainable option out there. And this isn't a great example, but it just popped into my mind uh, when I looked at the screen, Casey. Like in one of our previous episodes, you did that review of your reusable notebook, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting to get somebody a journal or something like that, think about maybe one of these notebooks that have has this reusable paper things like that. So think about if there's a sustainable option for something that you are wanting to give somebody. Also, don't just get on and look for a sustainable item to give to somebody because it's sustainable. Remember, whatever we give, we want to try to make sure that it's something that the receiver will use. So don't go and buy a zero waste starter kit to give to somebody who isn't interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so just keep those things in mind, but, uh, but there are a lot of sustainable items or more sustainable items out there that you can choose from when you're looking to gift things. Anything else to add Casey, before we go to our last section, little plug for our podcast earlier in, in our episodes, if you're pretty new here, we did a lot of reviews on things and we've kind of put that aside for now as we Uh, try and shorten our episodes down a little bit, but there's a lot of products that we've used that are in there. We also have like a sustainable bathroom guide and and episodes there. So you can always check back if you're looking for things that we've used and we've liked, if you're looking for an endorsement, we don't have any ad ad sponsors. So it's genuinely how we feel about things. That's one way that you can find gifts. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's lots of stuff out there. It is a good step to helping facilitate by, by breaking down a barrier basically to a sustainable behavior by giving them the option. But really I would suggest having this really tailored to the lifestyle of the person that you're giving the gift to. All right. So our last section here, we're moving away from the actual gift itself to the presentation of said gift. And we're going to talk about wrapping responsibly. So this was, I'd reached out on my social media and I know we reached out over the podcast social media a little bit as well. And I had just asked for general holiday sustainability tips, best practices. Almost everybody that responded to that responded related to gift wrapping. And that's great because as we started off with, this can be a big source of trash generation uh, during the holiday season. There's a lot of different things though that you can do if you are giving somebody a gift to wrap it responsibly. If you do wanna go out and use actual wrapping paper, you just want to make sure that you are getting genuinely paper wrapping paper, if that makes sense. So you want to avoid any of the sort of foil paper, metallic, glittery paper with embellishments on it. Plastic packed. Yeah. Yep. Those things you're not going to be able to recycle. So you want to avoid that wrapping paper. So just check and make sure that you're just getting wrapping paper that's going to be recyclable. I find wrapping paper to be 
basically completely unnecessary though because there are so many other things that you can wrap with. Casey, do you do anything with your gift wrapping? Do you have anything specific or anything particularly fun that you've wrapped your presents in before? Well, we have been using more and more gift bags. So it was kind Mm -hmm. of a wild uh, statistic earlier in here that people claimed that they like gave away a lot of gift bags. Like, why would you throw those away? I reuse ones that people give to me all the time, Mm -hmm. but uh, probably like the most fun tip that I've found in the last year is Andrew got a food dehydrator for Christmas last year. And I hate wrapping giant presents in wrapping paper. It destroys me because it's really like a five second reveal. And then that paper has to go away. So I was just Googling and ended up finding out about a practice called furoshiki, which is a, and I apologize, Japanese listeners, that was probably a terrible pronunciation, but furoshiki is a Japanese way of wrapping gifts where you use a square cloth that, um, you tie artfully around the object you're about to give. And I ended up using a bed sheet to tie around his dehydrator And I was able to like tie it so that it kind of looked like a nice present wrapped in a bow. And I'm like obsessed. I, I am very happy that I was able to find that it's such a more sustainable way of doing it. There are guides online that no matter what shape your package is, as long as you have the right size fabric, you can wrap it around it and make it look beautiful in the tradition in Japan. A lot of the fabrics they use are gorgeous. So like they're almost a gift within themselves that Mm -hmm. these beautifully wrapped packages, you don't have to go out and buy things. In fact, I would recommend against it from a sustainability perspective, but if it is something that you want to kind of move towards, especially if it's something staying in your household, like I wasn't getting rid of my bed sheet. I was just giving something to my (laughs) my boyfriend at the time and we lived together. So that was just a good way to hide the gift and, and you can spice it up with a bow, or I've seen some people shove in like some live greens to make it a little bit more Christmassy. So that is the coolest thing that I found in last year. And you talked about um, using upcycled materials as well. Mm -hmm. One of our our listeners, Olivia um, said that she wraps hers in butcher paper. Yeah. which is recyclable. And it looks like Sarah, you use reuse paper from your Chewy deliveries. Is that right? My dog food from Chewy.com. And uh, that's the only place you can get it. And so I get all of this brown paper in that Mm -hmm. packaging and I'm literally, I've done it too. (laughs) I'm not, but I don't, you know, it's not like I've taken it out of the box and folded it nicely. No, it's literally spent however long I've had it, you know, shoved in a corner somewhere and I just pull it out and it's all crinkly and I'm like, oh, whatever. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, You know what? It actually, it really did have kind in my opinion a kind yeah. of fun little uh, rustic look and I didn't dress it up at all but you could dress it up like you were saying with yep. those natural greens you could do twine instead of ribbon um mm-hmm. you if if you are so inclined I am not that person but if you are so inclined there are lots of things that you could do to make this look pretty because again this is part of the season for a lot of people you like right seeing those gifts wrapped in underneath the tree and that's fun and that's exciting and I totally totally get that. Uh, and I, I think there are ways I, Casey, I'm excited to look up your method, although I'm going to have to get you to write it down for me because I already forget what it is, but I am excited to look that up. Uh, but there's all kinds, I mean, obviously old newspaper, 
um, you, you know, when we were kids, I think, I feel like my grandparents used to like wrap it, our presents in the comics, which was always yes, fun. That's how and, my mom's grandparents did it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that, but whatever you have, you can find, we have, um, also our friends, uh, Kristen and Rebecca both had responded to, to my social media posts to say that they reuse their gift bags and in tissue mm-hmm. paper. So you can just collect that back up and use it every year. One of my friends that I've been friends with since elementary school, we have one specific gift bag that we for years, <laughs> so cute. I, I don't know where it is now. I'm hoping she has it, but for years we would give it to each other every year for our birthday presents and we would just give it back and forth well into adulthood. Um, so you can reuse those things. I found um, some other cool ideas on the website earth911.com. So you can look up their ideas for waste-free gift wrapping. The coolest thing I found on there was a way to do tape-free wrapping. Cool. Like by the way that you fold your, whatever you're choosing to wrap in, you can fold tape it is in plastic guys. Yeah. So you can fold it in such a way to not use tape. I'm not a very good gift wrapper. So we'll see if I can do that. That's, I want to try that this year with something. So, but again, you don't need to go out and buy any sort of eco-friendly wrapping there. Those things do exist. And you can, if you feel that right. something that you will use over and over again, that is certainly those things are, are options for you out there. There are people that sell like cloth wrapping and things like that. If you want something that uh, looks pretty and don't want to DIY it, those options are out there, but don't think that you have to in order to give up your rep. Yeah. For example, um, I think when I am older and hopefully become a parent one day, I want to, I'm, I'll probably make my own cloths for the Furoshiki um, method and reuse them year after year because my kids will stay in my house, like I said, and I can just reuse that over and over again. The other thing that my family does that a kind of tradition is when I was little, my mom took old Christmas cards that we had, you know, they have beautiful illustrations on the front a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And what do you do with them? Like after somebody gives it to you, well, she would cut them out. Like, especially if they had like little characters, like if it was a nativity scene or a little angel, and then they would have our name written on them. And that is our tags for our Christmas gifts every year. So they're reused every year since I was little. Um, and that helps kind of dress up whatever wrapping you have already put on there. So if you're just going with that brown paper and you've got that like beautiful Christmas card front, because it's normally card stock that's lasted us, you know, I'm 28. It's a long time. Um, so that's one tradition in our family. That's a little eco-friendly. In itself. I love that. Yeah. And it's beautiful. That's a, that's a fun little tradition as well. See, you can have both. You can yes. have the, the joy and the sustainability all wrapped up into one. I guess one more tradition that we do have is my grandpa gives us ornaments every year that he Mm -hmm. hand makes and Mm. they're typically upcycled just by nature of how, how he does it. And Mm -hmm. the boxes are almost always upcycled. So like (laughs) one of them's in a toothpaste tube because it's like a long spirally one. Sometimes they're in, in pill boxes. So that's another thing. If you've got just ordinarily wrapping things, especially if you have something fragile or jewelry or something, you can put them in boxes that you would otherwise be recycling from your daily life. And that's a way to reduce your, like having to go out and buy a box for something that like doesn't need it. Um, that's a good way to, to do that. 
so many options to just tweak what we're doing a little bit to make this gift giving season a little more sustainable. So thanks for sharing all of those, Casey. I feel like we could go on and on yep. about <laughs> this, but we'll call it here for now, but stick around. We're going to have our weekly challenge and I'm hoping that we'll actually be able to continue this conversation with all of you listening online in the week ahead. So stick around. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for listening today. I feel like my challenges have been a little weak lately. And this one I still feel like is a little weak because I couldn't, I was trying to think of something that was a little more specific, you know, but I feel like this, what we've talked about this week is just going to be personal to everybody and is going to be so dependent on what their situation is. So I'm not going to challenge you to do any one particular thing. But what I am going to challenge you to do is to actually share with us what you do. So we ask you to share things with us a lot. This week, it's actually your specific challenge to share with us one way that you have, or if you are like me and have not done any <laughs> holiday shopping or gift giving or planning at all yet, uh, tell us one way that you are going to put these ideas or whatever other sustainability ideas that you have into action during your holiday shopping. Did you wrap your gift in an upcycled item? Take a picture of it and show us, tag us on there. Um, are, do you have somebody in mind that you're going to give an experience for? You don't have to post who it is and what you're giving, but tell us that you are going to make a commitment to give X number of people uh, an experience instead of a gift this year. If you have other ideas and things that we haven't talked about, share it those with us as well. Casey just gave me a couple of new ideas as we were talking here tonight. So we want to hear what, uh, what other thoughts and suggestions that you have, but we really would truly love to make this a community. So whatever you're doing with this gift giving, even if you don't get to it this week, when, it, when you do it, share a photo, make a comment, tag us, let us know what you're doing. We'd love to see how you're carrying this out over the holiday season. And I'm realizing at, at the time that we're recording this, that we're going to be releasing during Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hopefully this doesn't come too late for you to be enacting some of them because you, you guys get like seven or eight days, right? Like you, you have some time to, to put this in action. We're not quite at the end of Hanukkah yet. Yeah. Hopefully you have a, a chance to make this a eco-friendly green holiday for you. Um, but thank you, Sarah, for getting us through some, I mean, this is, like we just talked about a very consumption heavy time of year here in the U S um, definitely something that I've been wrestling with a lot as someone who um, celebrates Christmas and has celebrated it as a religious holiday, but also has basically participated in every portion of the secular celebration of the holiday mm -hmm. as well about thinking about like what that holiday actually means for me and how celebrating it should 
reflect those values or my values as a person. And I think definitely cutting down on some of the waste while still keeping those traditions and the things that make the holiday special intact are really important. So thanks for giving us ideas on how to do that. Um, next week, hopefully we're going to talk a little bit more about holiday traditions and ways that we can green up some other aspects outside of the gift giving as well. But Sarah, where can they find us if they want to share all of this, the, them doing their homework, like yes. great listeners. So when you are completing your challenge or whenever you can find us on Facebook, we're just a little greener podcast. You can find us on Instagram at a little greener pod. You can also send us an email with any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, anything uh, at a little greener podcast at gmail.com. We are always more than happy to hear from you. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.